heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So folks, it's another day. It's another YWC football talk. Um, With me today is a man who needs no introduction. He's become a bit of a staple on the show along with some of the other uh, good YWC folks, even though a lot of us aren't as in tune with wrestling as we once were. But you may remember this. He wasn't on the live show because of it. he had a little injury. But he's back off the IR. Dan goes ham. Danny is back with me. He's ready to get his take in on the Jets. Danny, hope you're feeling better and welcome back. Yes, we're back to 100%. Uh, very happy to be coming back on. A lot has happened since the last time I've been on. What's it been? Like a good two months now, probably. So definitely a lot has transpired with my team and uh, across the NFL. So I'm definitely looking forward to giving some thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. I like to hear it. So, uh, the one thing I want to jump into quickly is, what are your thoughts on everything? Because obviously, I know from Twitter and social media, you were very excited about one signing in particular, because it's the first time the the Jets, excuse me, have had this position since, like, the early 2000s. Oh, man. Yes, we finally, finally, finally have a legit presence coming off the edge for the first time since John Abraham, 2004. I mean, some people count... Calvin Pace in, uh, in Jets Nation, I think he was just an all-around solid guy. He wasn't really a lethal pass rusher, but... Or Muhammad um, Wilkerson. Yeah, Wilkerson was inside. He was yeah. inside. He wasn't really outside. But, um, yeah, man, no, I was I was thrilled because the, 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 the way the day went was the Patriots just came in, guns blazing, signed this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, before anyone signed anybody. You know, they had, what, a good four deals done. And then later in the night, you know, Joe Douglas... Woke up from his nap, uh, came through with the with the Corey Davis signing. Um, you know, I wasn't overly ecstatic about it, but it does have upside. You know, it has potential. The guy was the number five pick in the draft for a reason, and he showed why a little bit last year. He would have had a thousand yards if he played all sixteen games, which he didn't. But I mean, as far as him being a wide receiver one, I'm not too sure. We'll see. Uh, I'm not ruling anything out for sure. Uh, he still has upside. Like I said, I don't think he's he's reached his potential yet. But uh, you know, we'll give that a chance. I'm not I'm not overly excited about it. But you know, it, it was it was a start. And then later in that night, my favorite signing. I said there was two guys I wanted this whole free agency period. It was it was Carl Lawson and it was Joe Tooney. Obviously, no one was going to compete with the Chiefs for what they gave Tooney to to get to be the highest paid guard and go to the Super Bowl winning team. But in my mind, I think the Jets did drive up that price to the 18 million because. You know, that's that's insane for a guard to be paid that much. He's worth it. He's damn good. You know, that is a great player. I really wanted him, like I said. But, uh, you know, it was there was no competition there. Um, as far as Carl Lawson, man, oof. I know the sack numbers aren't there, but the pressures and the quarterback hits. And him being, you know, Geno Atkins was old. You know, Car- Carlos Dunlap was, you know, he, he was okay. But, but Lawson was the one stud on that defensive line that, that Cincinnati had. And he was... He was doing it all himself so for for uh for the Jets to actually land that guy and the deal wasn't even that crazy you know Trey Hendrickson who I really really did not want because I just think he was a, a cleanup cleanup sack on a great defensive line which 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 is uh what the Saints had you know I thought that, that would have been a mistake to get him so I mean it was a start Carlos it was a start and another guy I really really liked that they brought in with Sheldon Rankins man and they, they they didn't really pay him too much like five mil I believe with the potential to be Eight million uh, if he hits his incentives or something like that for two years. So I mean, it's very smart by Joe Douglas to give him two years instead of one because if he came, if he came in this year, blew it up, he was gone next year. So you got that. You got Quentin Williams. You got Carl Lawson now, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what they do in the draft. I know they signed Vinny Curry. He's going to be a situation situational uh, rotational guy. So, but he can still play. You know, you come in, you know, thirty percent of the snaps or whatever, try to rush the passer on third downs. You know, I'm I'm cool with that, and that's a that's a veteran leader too as well. So, very cool with that. Yeah, that that's the big thing that not a lot of teams realize. Sorry if you hear that, uh, my dog barking in the background, everyone. But um, the big thing too is like off field leadership, and even too I heard leadership. Excuse me, and even I heard with uh, Rankins, a big reason he went there was Robert Sala. Like, you're gonna yeah, get a lot of defensive guys wanting to go there because of him. And if Mike LaFleur can be like what his brother's doing up in Green Bay, you're going to get some 
uh, weapons. One thing I want to comment on, and this may sound, because obviously our teams were different. Both were a good cap. One team went cuckoo. One team didn't. From an outsider's perspective, I feel like the Jets not going insane this year is better because we all know this year's a year I feel like you guys are going to have kind of like, I think your best case for me is like six to seven wins. Like that's six, mm-hmm. and, six and 11, seven and 10. Yes, it's still weird to say we got 17 yeah, now. Man, we got to get used to that. Yeah, but um, the thing I'm saying with that is, is like, look, if I feel like Jet fans are going to get the understanding of, hey, look, we're rolling over, I think it's like 22 million next year. So wait Use that money wisely, because uh, Quinn Williams is probably gonna have to get paid next off season, and then, oh, yeah. and then also too next year, there's gonna be other guys who are you know what who didn't get their ticket this year. Who hey, Robert Sala and Mike Lafleur building something special in New York. Let's go there and make some money and maybe win some football games. Yeah, so you have to hit the, the nail on the head there. Um, you know, they're not when Mike Mike McCagnan set this team back so far, man. And what he did was he just went out and played man. He signed Le'Veon Bell to a huge deal. He signed C.J. Mosley to a huge deal. He signed Tremaine Johnson to a huge deal. And just you know, just he would, whatever it's, whatever free agent would come signed with him for for amount of money you know that they would take breaking. I mean, C.J. broke the record. I think Le'Veon got paid a lot. Um, I, I think it was Tremaine fifteen Johnson, for Le'Veon. Yeah, yeah, Tremaine Johnson got like sixteen million. These guys are like, you know, he, he was paying them for what they did and not what they're going to do for the team, as you clearly see now. On top of trading th- uh, three second round picks for Sam Darnold to not build around him whatsoever. So, um, you know, J- Joe Douglas, he's smart. He's he's supplementing through free agency. You know, he was like, all right, there's a, there's a clear near need at uh, on D line, which is what Robert Sala needs for this defense to work. You know, you, you look at the 49ers, they had Bosa, they had uh, Kinlaw, they had, um, who'd they trade away to the Colts? DeForest uh, Buckner, Eric yeah, Armstead. Listen, man, they just kept reinvesting in that D-line, man, and, and, and what'd they have? Three straight uh, first-round picks on the D-line, even though Solomon Thomas wasn't, uh, he didn't really hit at number three overall, but still, they just kept reinvesting, reinvesting, even though they had that, and that's why I think the Jets still might go edge rusher at 23. Yeah, because like, I actually did my second mock. I actually finished it last night. I'm going to post it either today or tomorrow. If you're wondering if you're listening to this, it'll be up thir- uh, hopefully Thursday. I had you guys taking, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, Aziz Ojolari, I think, from Ojolari uh, from Georgia. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's uh, my, my, my guy, I'm, I'm 100% in love. I know there's the injury and concussion concerns, but I'm, I'm, I just think Jalen Phillips is a stud, man. Every time I watch that guy, I just see uh, another Bolson brother and him. You know, like I just think he's going to be a star in this league. I don't know how the teams are going to view him with the medical and the off-the-field uh, concerns about him retiring from UCLA and then going to Miami. But that kid, from a talent standpoint, is literally a top-ten player in this draft. So if he's not there at 23, I think uh, you go O-line. Because you, like like Joe Douglas said in the press conference yesterday, you have to build around Zach Wilson. You have to give him every chance he can to be successful. And it starts with protection. Well, at least you're not like Mel Kuyper saying you guys should keep Sam Darnold and take Panay Sewell at, tw- uh, at two. Oh my god, that guy drives me crazy. I don't get all these guys, man. From Get Up, uh, what's his name, Mike Greeny, he drives me crazy. All these guys, man, fucking uh, Colin Coward. I'm just like they just talk shit, you know, and they're wrong half the time, and then it's just okay, and it's on to the next date, and they're wrong about that, and everyone just forgets about it, man. Like let's let's remember the times that they put these bull takes out there, and they're wrong. Yo, you know? I, I I listen to Get Up like when I'm at work and stuff, just because it's available on on ESPN Radio. I listen to it sometimes only just for other analysts because I feel like with Mike Greenberg, it would be like imagine if I'm on the show. Oh, Danny, this great incident happened. It has so many implications in the NFL. But what do you think about it? He always directs away from himself. Like he never really yeah, gives yeah. his opinion. Like even yeah. to he'll come and say like, "Oh, Justin Fields is falling." I don't know why. It's just like, look, Zach Wilson's a shiny new toy. Because uh, look, Zach Wilson had a Joe Burrow esque uh, leap where in Absolutely. 2019 no one was talking about him. This year comes in. 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. Obviously, there was a little. The, the big con is, oh, he hasn't faced anyone big. But you get to the NFL, it's not like the NBA where, you know, like Gonzaga, for example, where it's like, oh, there's just one team. No, he's gonna have his welcome to the NFL moments. But I think Jet fans not having crazy expectations, like with Sam Darnold, where everyone thought, here comes this guy, USC, balled out in that uh, Rose Bowl against Penn State, I think in 2018. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, meanwhile, with you guys now, it's like, look, there's excitement to come. Like, we know they're going to get properly developed. The new offensive uh, coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Um, this is also the other thing, too. I know a lot of people don't like it when they fire the head coach at the same time as the GM and, like, vice versa. But this is Joe Douglas's guy. 
Adam Gase was not Joel Douglas's guy. Yeah, that was 100%. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. What's ironic to me though about this Zach Wilson stuff is that I think when you first had me on here back in like October, whatever, one of the first two episodes, I'm like, man, the Patriots are gonna get Zach Wilson because I was watching BYU, man, and I saw this kid. I'm like, this kid is good, bro. This kid's like, like he's got talent. But I didn't think he'd be like number two overall at that, that point. So I'm like, the, the Patriots are gonna find a way to get this kid. They're gonna ruin my life for 20 years. Cause I was at that point, I was locked in on Trevor. I was like, there's no way the Jets lose out on Trevor Lawrence. Which they did. It's okay. But um, you know, to, to see everything in hindsight now that the Jets are literally gonna have that 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 guy I'm talking about, I'm just I'm just pumped, man. Like I've always believed in this kid, but before before all this hype happened. So as long as they build around him, man, and they give him. All the tools they can to succeed, you know, it's on him. It's on yeah. him. The other thing I love, too, is how everyone's already saying, oh, Sam Darnold's going to have, like, this Ryan Tannehill-esque, like, bounce oh back. I'm like, that's not going to happen, because, like, and Big Rap brought this up on Monday, Ryan Tannehill at his worst was not Sam Darnold at his worst. I actually have some trivia for you. So, Sam, I found out today, Sam's completion over the season was 59, I think, 0.6%. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, there was only two quarterbacks... Lower than him in the entire league. To started more than five games. I'm gonna go with Mike Lennon, one, and uh, maybe Nick Mullins. Nah, I wouldn't even uh, say Nick Mullins. Carson oh. Wentz and Drew Locke. Oh wow! Yeah, that's. And what, and what, and what, I thought Denver should have been on, in on that too, like heavily. There, there's no way they can roll into the season with just Drew Locke. This, you know what I mean? I think they're gonna try to. I, I think they're either going to trade or hope someone falls to them, or if the draft doesn't succeed them, I think they get Teddy Bridgewater. See, yeah, I think the Bridgewater thing makes sense, but the thing is, like, like their team, this is the thing, this is what drove me crazy about people saying the Jets should have gave Darnold another chance, because Denver has such a talented team, they just don't have a quarterback. And they're winning enough games where they're picking number nine now, and you have to hope and pray that you're going to have one of these quarterbacks blow to you, and it's going to be the, the, the fifth out of fifth guy, most likely. So, like, you know, like, and they don't, and they don't want to trade their capital either. So I don't know what the hell they're doing in Denver, but that team is so talented, and they, they're a quarterback away, man. I'm telling you, they're a quarterback away from being uh, a real threat in the uh, in the AFC. Uh, I don't doubt that for a second, because like when I look at the Denver Broncos, like, yeah, like they have Melvin Gordon at running back, who's really good. Jerry Judy looked good. KJ Hamler, second round receiver out of Penn State. Noah yeah. Fant's an amazing tight, not amazing, but he's a really solid tight end. And then Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, you had. Um, Cortland Sutton out all year, who was a fantasy darling in 2019. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you still got... Like, I couldn't believe they almost let Vaughn Miller walk. Yeah, that, that was that was a head-scratcher. I know there was legal things uh, going on with him, but I guess they got figured out. But, uh, yeah, but they have Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb. They just got uh, Kyle Fuller. You know, they and they have the, the safety... I forgot his name. It's uh, Justin Simmons. Yep, you big know, franchise. They have, they have talent all over that team, man. It's just, you know, they're a quarterback away. Yeah. They gotta figure it out, man. They're, they're, they're being way too reserved with their quarterback situation. Yeah, I've said this before on this podcast, and also, too, I meant, I'm, I said Justin Simmons was franchised. I just remember he signed, a, I think, a four-year deal, like, after getting franchised. Um, even with them, too, like, I still think Fangio's not the guy for the job. I think they need to get, like, an offensive-minded head coach in that building. Like, I get you have him there. He's good at his job. Like, he's just one of those guys. I mean, he's a great DC. He's, a, he's, he's not, not the best head coach, because even with the Drew Locke thing, I remember the Patriots game. They won based off field goals, and they they should have killed the Patriots, but they let the Patriots come back into it because Drew Locke couldn't get the job done in third down, and he threw two late interceptions that made New England, you know what, almost win that game. And the thing is, they don't even have that much investment in Drew Locke. He was a second-round pick. You know, you, you're, you're not looking for your franchise quarterback in the second round. If you hit on one like Derek Carr, yeah, that's great, nice, but, um, you know, it's not like you, you wasted high draft, uh, high draft capital on the guy, so, like, you know, I, I know he makes nice throws here and there, but you know the overall game, it's just not, it's not there, man. And I don't know what more they need to see. You, I know they said they're going to bring in some competition, but you know, I think they should uh, go pedal the metal on, on finding the quarterback situation, unless they're thinking internally, like, oh, we're going to have a shot at Deshaun Watson when this all clears up. I don't know. Yeah, which but, which someone tried, like, I think if they were to get someone like Watson, like, dude, they're they're a legit playoff oh, contender. They're they, up there with the Chiefs. They're up there with the Chiefs with Watson. Oh, Absolutely. They, yeah, but the only thing is, though, I just. Uh, I just don't like want to address the whole situation just because we don't know what's going to happen. I just say, yeah, exactly. well, we're in no place to talk about it. We just hope for the best to come out of both sides. And obviously there was the one victim who spoke up, who spoke up yesterday, which I really give her applause and encourage for just because obviously it's a really tough thing to do. But 
No, nah, Denver's just a tricky team. Like, I think it's, like, with this whole quarterback dynamic now with fourth Atlanta, I still think it's either Kyle Pitts they're taking, because Kyle Pitts on that offense would be something. Oh, but, um, yeah, but Atlanta's in this weird crossroads where it's almost like they could either be good or they could be really shit. So, if I'm Atlanta and I'm looking at that draft pick, unless a team or two teams get into a bidding war and you're getting, you know, what, what the 49ers gave up, I'm, I'm going to stay with that pick and I'm going to take Kyle Pitts because Julio's only getting older. I mean, Calvin, Calvin really is a stud. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you've proven you can win with Matt Ryan, you know, so this is your little, like, last little push with him, give him all the help he can possibly have. Kyle Pitts is another threat in that offense. And, you know, they, I think Big Rat said it or someone said it. They only lost, I think, uh, seven games last year by one possession. So then, and a lot of that was on the coaching. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm Arthur Smith, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, Kyle Pitts there. You get your running back in the fourth or in the second round. And uh, I think you give it a shot with uh, Matt Ryan. Because they're paying him a lot of money, man. You know, you can't just move on from that. Yeah. Also, quick note, folks, this is now officially a, when Danny and I are on, we are an official, not CBS Pro Sports podcast. <laughs> Man, between Ryan Wilson and Jason Lockham, like Ryan Wilson had one of the worst mock drafts ever, and Jason Lockham four is just totally wrong. Oh, I hate so many terrible ones, so many bad. I hate people continuously drafting running backs to the Jets in the first round. Cannot stand it. Jones Drew was doing it to Miami at eighteen. <sighs> Man, I mean, Big Rat wants that stuff. Supposedly, he wants Najee Harris at eighteen. I know. I don't know about that one. I still, I think, oh fuck, I'm trying to remember who I want them. I think I, I did offensive linemen, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens because like there's so many questions. But the one thing I was gonna say with the whole trade up with the uh, Atlanta, I think it's either Denver, New England, or Brian Brian Pace is gonna come in and say, hey, how would you like three firsts, a second, and a third for number four? I mean, what I've heard with the Bears is that he doesn't have the permission to trade away the future draft capital because that's what they've done the whole time he's been there, whether it's been through for uh, Trubisky or, or Khalil Mack. You know, they haven't yeah. had picks. But, um, you know, they, that doesn't make sense because they said they gave up how many picks for Russell Wilson? And Three. they still turned them down? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know which way they're going to go, but they're, if, they're, if they're really comfortable going into the season with Andy Dalton, then dude, God bless Bears fan souls. Um, <laughs> like, I, I just don't know what some of these NFL teams be thinking, especially in, a, in, in the division where Aaron Rodgers is on his way out. You know, the Lions are going to be a top three draft pick next year. and um, You don't know with Minnesota. And you don't know in Minnesota, man. So like, like you gotta, you gotta get yourself, yourself in motion there, bro. There's an opportunity opening to be a, a threat in that division for a long time coming. And if you, and if you're gonna go with just Andy Dalton and that's it, then I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, like that's the big thing with the whole NFC North, like with Minnesota, obviously too. Like they, they could go either way in the draft because they need, def- they need defense, they need an offensive lineman. But this, the more I look in this draft and all the prospects, there's so much more like later rounds that. You know what? Hey, you can maybe get a guard or a tackle in the fourth or fifth round. And they'll pan out. Like, don't get something just because it's there and it's like the shiny new object that you have to, you know, you have to possess. Yeah, from everything I've seen, this draft is really, really deep at O line and uh, and wide receiver, but, yeah. but but mostly O line. So that's why you know the Jets' number one need is O line. So I'm and we have a shitload of draft picks. So I'm very very excited. To come on, was it two weeks away? Three weeks away? Three weeks tomorrow. Three weeks tomorrow, man. Life in Cleveland. Where my Zach Wilson headband and everything. Draft <laughs> party. All that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, because I, I, I don't, I'm just trying to remember. I know Mac Jones said he was going to be at the draft in uh, in Cleveland, but I didn't see Zach Wilson's name on there, like people who have accepted yeah. invites. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know who would really want to go to Cleveland. The, the, the damn thing should be in New York Radio City every damn year if it was on me. You know, that's just tradition, and it was always fun like that. But I know NFL wants to expand and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, as far as attending the draft, once Trevor Lawrence said he wasn't going to attend, I think uh, I think that took away some uh, some uh, star, star exposure from it. Yeah. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how crazy people are going to actually attend it. I think you're going to get a lot of, like, Cle- I think it's going to be a lot of Cleveland people or people who are closer, closer to Ohio. Okay. But then again, Ohio State, yeah. You got a lot of diehard football fans who just love that thing, like, Man, next year's draft, I would consider going to, man. It's in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. That, that's, that's, I look at that, and that's a vacation as well as going to the draft. So, like, yeah. like no one's going on vacation to Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's, that's something I would consider going to. Yeah, like, but, next, um, 
maybe next year YWC Football Talk live from the NFL Draft in Vegas. Live from the draft. That day, we can make that happen. I'm in. Yeah, you know what? We get a hotel room. We just go. We fucking podcast every night. We give our reactions. And the best part is the draft's done by 8 or 9. Then you go out and you gamble the rest of the night. Yup, and that's on East Coast time. So it's going to be like, what, 5 o'clock over there? That's what I'm saying. You'd be done by like 9 o'clock. The first round would be done by like 9 o'clock. By like 9. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, going into that, I want to get your thoughts on something because I saw through your Twitter the other day that uh, a little state called New York has officially legalized sports gambling. And before I get your thoughts on it, I just gotta say, like the like a few years ago, the NFL it was like the it was like the boogeyman in the room, like they didn't want to talk about it or address it. Now, the NFL is so open to the idea of it because they realize how much money it makes them. Like I saw, I think Jersey made a billion dollars, and I think it was February or March from gambling alone. Yeah. So my thoughts are, I mean, from from all the negatives that we went through from the pandemic, you know, there were some positives to come out of it, and and and, and states opening up to uh to these laws that should be legal, and I have no idea why they're not legal, especially with marijuana just getting passed. I don't smoke anymore, but you know, for all my friends and people who do smoke, I'm very happy for them because you know, getting in trouble for that is is ridiculous. But um, yeah, man. As as far as the gambling, man, like I never understood like what the problem was. People are going to gamble anyways. They go to these bookies. They're giving the money to the bookies. Why not, you know, have it happen in your state? No one's getting hurt. You know, it's fun. I understand this problem gambling and people lose a lot of stuff. It can, it can go into a very dark uh, spin. But as far as New York legalizing it, I was, I, was, I was really excited at first. And then I read the terms. And in the terms is it's going to be only mobile wagering but the key is you have to be inside of a casino to place your bet, which doesn't make sense to me. So I can't be on my couch or at a bar or whatever watching, you know, football and then placing bets like that. Like, I would have to go all the way out to a casino, place my bet, and then, you know, go and do what I have to do. Which, you know, if I really wanted to do that, I could. But I think most people are still going to go their, to their bookies and, and bet like that. So they got, I think they got to adjust that a little bit um, because I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be in favor of that. But, I mean, they're, they're heading in the right direction, for sure. They're definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. That's the one way I look at it is, you know what, like, obviously, something like that's not ideal, but I think mm. they're going to work the kinks out and stuff and realize, hey, look, we got to get this into things. You're going to probably have Barstool get involved, because obviously Barstool has their sports book set up, I think, like, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Michigan, like, they're going to want to set up in New York. Uh, yeah, it's a cash cow, man, of yeah. course. FanDuel obviously has a huge sports book, I believe, right near MetLife. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that may be that may that one may be inside of a casino, yeah. actually. Um, I don't think I've ever been, but uh, yeah, New Jersey. I'm sure they have, they have a lot of stuff set up out there, so I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but no, like I, I feel like eventually they'll realize, like, look, we can do that. And also, too, on the show, I have to say, I gotta say every time I bring it up that we do say, like, look, bet bet within your limits, people. For those of you listening, don't bet what bet what you can afford to lose. That's what I like to say in life. Listen, I, I've been there, man. I've been there. I've, I've, I've been in a dark hole with the gambling. Got out of it, thankfully. Um, so, you know, that's why I wasn't too, too excited because I've been there, done that. I know the negatives of it, too. I know the positives and the negatives and the emotional swings. So definitely bet within your means. You know, they're not playing around when they say that because it's a very addictive thing. Exactly. You're out of control. It's, it's just one of those unfortunate vices that sometimes it can just get the better of you and just be a, an absolute negative force. Yep. Yep. Um, the next topic of subject that I wanted to bring up between you and I is, let me just pull it up quickly, uh, is we were going to do, I wanted to do something because I got inspiration from uh, Pro Football Talk as yesterday points bet came out with the over-under win totals of each team. Uh, just give me one quick second as I pull it up. All right, you know what, I'm going to do the, a- we're gonna, let's do the AFC East first. Okay. The first one I've got is the Buffalo Bills at ten and a half. Would you take the over? Or would you take the under on that? I'll take the over on that. I'll take the over on that too. But the only thing I gotta say, Buffalo this year that intrigues me is, is they've never been the hunted. There's always the hunters. So I want to see how they, retru- like how they receive that. Like you know how every year it was always New England with that target on their back. Now it's the mm-hmm. Bills. I want to see how they respond to that. So yeah, I want to. I want to see. I don't want to crown Josh Allen that just yet. You know, I, I want to see him do it again this year. And if he does, then I'll give him his props. But you know, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's had more bad play than good. So I want to see it happen for another year. Exactly. Everybody wants to know was it an outlier or was it not? Because like, look at Lamar for example. He had the amazing season in 2019 and the 2020. He was not the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I think uh, Brian Dable is doing a lot for him that more people realize. That is one of the biggest X factors that not a lot of people realize is the fact that he did not take a head coaching job anywhere. Yeah, once that guy's gone next year, I want to see it happen again. So, you know, it's unfair to him. He's a good quarterback, trust me. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit him saying he's trash or anything. But as far as calling him elite, which a lot of people want to put him in that category, not yet, no. Now, the next one's going to be your favorite because this is going to cause some controversy. But the Miami Dolphins at nine. <laughs> I'm taking the under, man. I'm taking the under. I'm not sold on the Dolphins yet. Two is gonna have a full 17 game swing. I mean, I know they they got help. They got they got help. They got Will Fuller, um, who has missed five games in every single uh, season of his career. Um, they're gonna probably have Jamar Chase, which is you know another lethal threat. But I just I just I'm not sold on Tua, man. I'm not sold on their O line. I'm not sold on their pass rush. They have more needs than people think, and they're not playing a last place schedule anymore. So um, you know I'm gonna go the under there. Yeah, Not like, by much. Probably by eight, eight, eight wins, maybe seven, but I'm taking the under. I'm going to say even for them. I could see them winning, like, going nine and eight or even, like, ten and seven, like, something like that. I think I think there's going to be a couple of those games where they lose where they're supposed to win. Like, you know how last year they went into Denver and lost? Mm. I think something like that could happen where there's a game where everyone thinks they're going to win and take care of business and uh, take care of it, no problem. Next up, uh, my boys, uh, New England, same thing, nine. Just nine flat? Yeah, nine flat. I'll go even. I'm gonna go even on that. Um, and, but but that that's subject subject to change on what they do with the quarterback situation. So as far as Cam going in today uh, as a starter, I'm gonna go even. You know what? I'm gonna go in on even too. Like obviously, I'm the Patriots fan here, but look, I gotta know at the same time. I gotta be realistic. Like I I I think this team, if they make the right moves, could potentially get into double digits. But for now, I'm gonna say even. And I love all the people out there who have told me that like. We're not gonna win as we're gonna win less than last year, but I'm like this team's gotten better. It's just now like look, Bill made them better. Now they gotta go out and do it themselves. Like Cam's gotta go prove it. It's just the fact that I have hope is because uh, look, seven and nine with a bit very mediocre roster says a lot in my opinion. So with the Patriots, uh, I came across this guy on Twitter. His name is Football Unlock, and he has a YouTube channel as well. And I was checking him out because you know he had videos on the draft and stuff and. The guy is really, really smart. And he made a video on the Patriots defense and what they're trying to do. Yeah. And he said that they're trying to transition to, a, uh, I believe it's a 2-4-6 defense, which is two down uh, big defensive linemen in positionless football on the defense. And he said if Bill Belichick makes that work, they're going to be, you know, like a, a force to be reckoned with. And that's why I like the Patriots this year. I'll link you that video later. I want you to watch that as well and give me your thoughts. But um, that's what that's – what, more so the defense than the offense for me on the Patriots. I think they could be potentially the best defense in the uh, in the AFC East for sure. I, I still think what they're going to do is they're going to run something like, look, they obviously, I love their defensive additions like Matthew Judon, uh, Kyle Van Noy, I was a huge fan of, obviously, because that's a character guy. Dante Hightower coming back is something that not a lot of people outside of New England are talking about. Oh, um, yeah, no, I, I, I know what that, um, you and Phil are very hyped for him. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see how he comes back. Same thing with CJ Mosley on my team. I just want to see what that year off did and uh, if they come back as the same player. I'm going to be honest with you. I was scared to shit when I saw that he would sign with the Jets. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, i got to deal with this guy twice a year. Then we, he had the injury we troubles got, and the we got, COVID. We got three, three quarters out of CJ Mosley for $17 million a year, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, but now the big thing with me with the Patriots is, like, look, I think – even, I know we, you and I talked about the Anderson signing. I think Anderson's going to play, like, the same thing, like 20 30% of the snaps, where it's like he'll come in on the offset downs, whether it be second down or he's there to stuff. Uh, we also have Lawrence Guy mainly going to be carrying the load on the on the defensive line. Uh, and Devin Godchuk, too, from Miami was a signing I really yeah. liked. I think we're going to run, like, a three. I could see them doing, like, a 3-4-4 um, a four four or a 4-3-3 three three set, but we'll, uh, or a 4-3-4, excuse me. Uh, just depends, I think, on where they want to go or how they're going to do, but at the same time, too, they've done, they do crazy things like last year, like, Jay, like Adrian Phillips was playing linebacker at points of last year, like, this year, they've got the, the pieces to succeed. Yeah, that's one thing Bill hasn't lost, is his uh, talent to scheme defenses and stuff like that, so, I'm definitely not ruling them out on the defensive side of the ball. The offense is another story, but... Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a, there's, like, five or six teams, in my opinion, that can finish anywhere from 5th to 11th, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, like I think the top four are pretty much set in stone, and then, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk. I'll, I'll tell you about those in a minute. But the next one up, uh, New York Jets at six and a half. <laughs> six and a half. Wow. Um, well, we know Zach Wilson's going to be the quarterback. Um, 
Man, I think this it, it, it really depends on what, what Zach comes in and, and, and what he is, man, because the, the talent on the receiving end is, is it's it's nice. It's not pathetic anymore. You know, what Sam had was pathetic, like straight up. It's definitely an upgrade. Uh, a lot of people are sleeping on Denzel Mims, man, and, and, and Zach Wilson is the perfect quarterback for that kind of player. Um, I still have faith in Chris Herndon. Running back, it's going to be a rotation just like it was in San Francisco. Uh, Corey Davis is another, you know, if he if he puts up a thousand yards, that's great. So six and a half, uh, I could see them getting to seven, or I can see them getting to six as of today. So I mean, I'll go with the under for now. I'll say six wins, but that's still progress, man. You know that that's that's what you should be shooting for. That's definitely what you should be shooting for. You're not shooting for the playoffs year one. I'll say you that much. Yeah, exactly. Don't like don't think you're gonna make the playoffs. Like it's just gonna be. You know what? I think you guys are gonna have a year like the Pats. Like you know where like. You may win a couple games, and it's like, all right, what's this team up to? But then, like, you have that, like, little rough stretch where it's like, okay, we're set, setting back into reality. Listen, man, I, I look at the Chargers last year, and, and I mean, outside of the coaching blunders, that's what I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to I I have the quarterback problem, you know, solved and a team that's building. And now this year, they'll, they'll, they'll be in contention, man. I don't know if they'll be fighting for the seventh spot or not, but, I mean, they should be winning games this year as long as they got that coach right, which a lot of people like. Yeah, and also, the one thing I like that it, uh, is uh, Joe Lombardi coming over from the Saints for them. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge, man. All right, moving on, we got to the AFC North. Uh, first up, Baltimore Ravens at 11. I'm going to go under this year. I'm uh, I think I think Lamar takes another step back. Uh, they really didn't solve their receiver issues. I know we still have the draft, but, um, you know, I, I don't like what they did in free agency, so I'm going to say under. Also, the fact too that one of the best, one of their better offensive linemen wants out is not a good thing either. Like they also, I don't, they don't even have a center at the moment. And, uh, Max Skura, who was, who wasn't that good to begin with, uh, decided to leave. And then uh, Orlando Brown Jr. I think still wants out, or he wants to be paid. He's a guard who wants to be paid like a tackle. Like it's a very tricky situation. Yeah, man. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs get that guy, man, I don't see how they lose uh, this year. Now, I mean, obviously they're going to lose. I'm saying that as far as the Super Bowl. I don't know who's beating them. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those one of those million dollar questions. Um, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I'm going. I'm going under. I think they. I think they're like ten and seven or nine and eight. I think they're in that same like Miami boat where you know what they're gonna lose a couple games like they're they're not supposed to like last year. I remember it was a Sunday night game against the Patriots where I was like, man, we're gonna get our asses kicked. This is not gonna be fun. And we we beat them. But I just yeah, I, I just love how they were complaining about the. Um, about the weather and everything. It's like, oh, that's New England weather. And I'm like, nah, it was pouring rain. Like, guys, shut up. Yeah, man, I had money on that game. I had a lot of money on the Braves that game, so I definitely know what the hell you're talking about. I do, I do think the rain did play a factor, though, for sure. Yeah. It's just with them, they got to figure out, they're like, their defense is good. Um, it's just they got to figure out their O-line, and they got to figure out the receiver room. Like, if they do not address it in the draft, it's going to be like, okay, you're good, but then you get to the playoffs, and it's like, now what? Plus, Lamar, too, is looking for his new con- like looking for a contract already. Yeah, man. Would you would you pay Lamar? You know what? Ravens? I would take his option for now, and then if he either has a really good, I don't know what the how the negotiation window works, but he's also his own agent. He doesn't have an agent. Yeah, so you know he's going to come in and saying, you know, I want with Deshaun want the guy. I want you know, I won MVP. So it's going to be a tough decision for Baltimore, man. I think I would take the draft capital. Yeah, I would. You could you could definitely you could definitely still get a lot a lot of draft picks for for Lamar Jackson, man. Yeah, like, I don't know if they'll, like, trade him or anything, but I'm just saying, like, I think the best route to go for him is, is, look, do not rush in to pay him. Because a lot of the times when you do that, just because you think you have something good, it comes back to bite you in the ass when you're like, why do we pay him this much? Like, how, obviously he's probably going to be worth it, but how Dak's got some of those question marks coming off the injury. It's just, it's just, it's just those style of quarterbacks, man. They're just, you know, we haven't seen the injury yet, knock on wood. But, um, you know, he's proven that, that when, when he needs to, be a quarterback and pass the ball like he just can't get it done. Yeah, you know, and if that rushing threat isn't there, you know he's he's super limited. So I don't I don't I can't see you know a team paying him forty million dollars. A team is going to pay him forty million dollars, but like I don't know how how successful that's going to be. Exactly, like that's the, the reason why I would wait too is because look the salary cap's going up. It's not like oh um, it's staying stagnant. No, with the new TV deal that kicked in, with there's going to be ticket revenue. There's going to be uh, more television revenue. There's going to be uh, like fantasy football. I say is a huge outlet of, fan- of revenue for the NFL. You're going to have all this money being made for the league that you know what eventually is going to go back into the cap. So next year, it's only going up and up. 
Yeah, I saw. I saw. I think it's in two or three years that the projected cap is going to be two hundred and fifty million. Which right now, as of today, I believe is what is it one eighty? One eighty two. Yeah, that's a huge increase, man. That's a huge increase. So I mean, look at Joe Douglas, man. He just reset the clock on a rookie quarterback. I think he has. He's thinking long term. You know, he's going to be uh, financially flexible coming when that when that two fifty hits. Yeah. Yes, sir. Exactly. Um, next one I want to go with is Cleveland at nine and a half. I'll go over. I think I think Cleveland's legit. Uh, I think I think they should find a way to uh, get Clowney. I'm not huge on Clowney, but to have Clowney and Miles Garrett across from each other, I think that's that's huge. And their and their biggest problem is defense. Uh, we got to see how Odell comes back. I think Baker takes the next the next step. You know, he took a step last year. I think he takes the next step. Um, and I, I can see them winning the division for sure. They have one of the most underrated offensive lines in the league. Oh, and I forgot about the O-line. Yeah, so that's not even a problem they have. Their O-line is good. You know, their receivers yeah. should be fine. It's just straight draft picks on defense, and that's their biggest need is defense. Exactly. If they want to pull the Carolina Panthers and go defense for seven rounds, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, even to, like, Nick Chubb's great. And, uh, Kareem Hunt, we'll see, because obviously if they make trade rocks, Nick Chubb's obviously an RB1. Uh, they even, like, Don, like, some guys like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones really emerged this year. Uh, Harrison Bryant, uh, Austin Hooper, like, Cleveland said it's just... Rashad Higgins, yeah. Yeah, Rashad Higgins even, too. He signed on a cheap deal. They got John Johnson at a steal from the uh, from the Rams. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did make some good moves. They made... And uh, what is it? Troy Hill, is, I believe, as well. Yeah. Stock cornerback. Yeah. Yeah, so look, they, made, they made some moves there. They still have um, uh, Denzel Ward. Yep. And, uh, you know, they just keep adding to that defense, and you're good to go, man. Uh, exactly. I like the signing of Tack McKinley, too, because I feel like he's not going to be asked to do much. It's just kind of like, look... Take pressure off because you know Miles Garrett's gonna be getting doubles teams. Because after the hit and everything, like we weren't sure about Miles Garrett where he was like, but he got paid, and he's a he's a guy who could be deploy one of these years. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, attack McKinley. Finally, you said it, man. He still has upside. Uh, cheap deal. I love those kind of deals, man. With with, with players with upside, the one year deals. You know, hopefully you hope they outplay them, and uh, he's gonna be a situational pass rusher. So like the attention won't be on him. So he, he, he should be, you know, it's a win-win for both of them. I'm going over. Rounds if you get the production and win for him, he'll get, he'll get paid next year if he, uh, you know, puts up the stats. Exactly. I'm going over, too. Like, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the Cleveland Browns won the AFC North. No, not at all. Not at all. They should be. They should. Are they, well, the Ravens are the favorites. That's what that's saying, right? What are the Steelers now? Eight and a half. Over under. Eight and a half. Wow. Um, Wow, that's a tough one. I'm going to go over. I'll go over. I'll say nine wins for the Steelers. I mean, uh, Tomlin's a great coach, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I don't think Ben's going to do all that much this year. I, I think you see him start to wind down for sure. But, you know, they still have their receivers, man. They, they'll they still uh, they'll win a lot at first like they did last year. They'll win their games, and then they'll flame out. And they'll, you know, you know uh, get you know where I see them? I see them kind of like the 2019 Patriots, you know, where there's a few games their defense has to bail them out, but then there's they're going to beat the teams that they're supposed to be. I think if they can do that, yeah. they'll be... They're, they're like one of those teams, too, where they're in that, like, five... Like, them, Miami, and New England so far are those teams that are in that, like, mix of, like, hey, they could finish fifth, or they could finish in, like, ninth or tenth and be picking in the, te- in the high, mid to low teens. Yeah, and they're all going to be about like one, two game swing, so they'll all be in the race in December. Trust me. Oh, that's the other thing too with the seventeenth game. It's just going to make it that it's just going to make football that much more exciting those last few weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last one in the AFC North is the Cincinnati Bengals at six and a half. Oh man, is Burrow supposed to be playing Week One? Uh, I haven't heard as of now, but uh, you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to say even for that. I'm going to say six and a half is even. I think. It's another growing pains this year, unless Burrow plays like his 2019 self. I know that was college, but if he comes out, comes back from injury, lights the world on fire, then they may win more. But I, I still think it's another year for them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'll go, um, I'll go under. I think they get six wins, so six and a half under. Um, I don't think they should rush Burrow back, man. And and another thing with them, if they go Jamar Chase over Penn High School. Uh, at number five, I have no hope for that franchise at all. I don't care if Joe Burrow's banging the table for for Jamar Chase, like, oh, look at the chemistry we had in college, blah blah blah. You got to be protected, man, and it's just not there. It's not there. So if if if, if they don't go Sewell, they lose the draft automatically. You don't they have to go Sewell. I think they have to go Sewell too, but I just think at the same time too, I wouldn't be shocked if Burrow's going in there and being like, hey, give us Chase. Exactly, but you got to as as. 
as a GM, you got to be like, all right, I understand we considered your options, but we're looking out for the best of you long term. You got you have T Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, you have weapons. You know what I'm saying? Joe Mixon's there. You you have enough. You, we're not trying to win the Super Bowl this year. We're trying to build this thing for year three, year four, year five, and we want to keep you healthy, which they clearly couldn't do last year. So they struck out in free agency. I don't think they signed any old linemen. Right? Oh, they got Riley Reed, right? Yeah, they got Riley Reed. He's he, he's middle of the pack. You know, he's not he's not going to be there long term. So, in my opinion, gotta go Sewell or you lose the draft. I don't care what they do after that. Have to go Sewell. Yeah, but you know what though? I feel like with um, with them, they're just in a. And also, one thing I was gonna say quickly, while I got off track with the with the Trey Hendrickson thing. Going back to that, the fact that the New Orleans Saints just let him walk, I think, says a lot more than people think. Like I said, man, I was petrified of my team. So I think that was the plan. If they didn't get lost, and they were going to get Hendrickson, and I really believe that guy's going to be the biggest free agent bust there was this year. That got signed for yeah. big money. Look, Bengal fans are going to be looking at it like two or three years, being like, "Fuck, we got to get rid of this guy." Guy's a coverage sack guy, man. I'm telling you, and they don't have another threat in the D line like the Saints did to get to the quarterback. So he's going to get all the attention, and I'm sure he won't do much. And plus, he has bad uh, uh, numbers against the run. Exactly. So, Nah, nah, I don't know how they let Carl Lawson walk for the same amount of money. Yeah. And also William Jackson, too. That was... William Jackson, yeah, that was a big loss, too, man. Yeah. Um, so, moving on to the South, we got the Tennessee Titans at nine and a half. I'm going to go under. I think them losing Arthur Smith was huge. Um, they also lost John Moon. They lost Corey Davis. So, um, I, I want to see how Tannehill plays without Arthur Smith, man. I mean, Derrick Henry's still there, yeah. But you just had back to back two thousand yard seasons. If, I don't, I don't think you're doing that again. That, that that's wear and tear, man. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. And um, their defense isn't the greatest either. So I mean, I want to see what they do in the draft. But as of today, I'm going to go under. They added Janoris Jenkins and stuff. But like, I don't know how much that'll do. Like, and also last year they had no, they had zero pass rush. Like, they have to. They, they're at I think twenty three in the draft. No, they're twenty four. They're right after you guys. Mm. They have to go pass rusher in the first round. You you have yeah, to absolutely like yep. like a Gregory Rousseau, Jalen Phillips, uh, even a Russo Coromoa from uh, Notre Dame. If he falls, I know he's a linebacker, but still he's 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 going to be a baller. Baller oh, man, he's going to be a baller. He's a guy I would like to see Cleveland get. Um, yeah, I'm, he's going to be a baller. I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, even for them. I think they're another one of those teams like that's in that New England, Miami, the Pittsburgh part of that club where it's like look, they're either going to be good or they're they're either they can do great and win the division, or they can uh, lose a bit, wild card, or even just on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Next one up is the uh, Indianapolis Colts at 10. I'm going to go over. I'm going to give the benefit of the, the, uh, the doubt to Carson Wentz. I think he revives it this year uh, back with um, Frank Reich. Um, and their, te- their team is good, man. They got the O-line. You know, they have a, they, their weapons aren't the greatest. I'm really big on uh, on Jonathan Taylor. I think he's really, really good. Yeah. As far as the receivers, um, Pippen, you know, he has upside for sure. Ty, they brought him back on a one year, right? I believe it was yeah. a one year deal. He brought Ty back, so I want to see them just uh, address receiver a little bit more in uh, in the draft. And you know, the defense is good, so I, I think that's your division winner right there. Honestly, they also got Zach Pascal. Like I actually like him as a uh, receiver too. He's good for a few. Passes here and there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, their situation too, even with uh, cornerbacks not bad. I was looking at it, like they still got like Rocky Sin. They got um, fuck what's the guy's name from Minnesota? Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes, who was shit for the Vikings, but he really he not rejuvenated, but he's he's done his job in Indy. Like I like Matt Eberflus what he's doing. They got DeForest Buckner. Darius Leonard is a hell of a um, hell of a linebacker. Just my only concern with me with them is just they got to re- replace Costanzo on the line. Like I know they have a good line, but you got to replace him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a big loss. I didn't even think about him. I forgot about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is a really good job for uh, for offensive linemen, so we'll see which way they go. Yeah, and we'll also see, too, if Quentin, because Quentin Nelson's going to get paid one of the best. Oh, one of the he's best. Gonna shat, he's going to shatter Joe Tooney's number. Oh, easily. He, he may even get close to David Bakhtiari. Yeah. Um, next up, and also, too, I'm gonna, before we get next up, I'm going to say that, you know what? I, I think they... Honestly, I think they win in the South. Like, I think it's between them and the Colt, the, them and the Titans, excuse me. But mm. I, I just can't pick against the Colts right now. I think Carson Wentz is going to have a recur, revitalizing year, and we're just going to see Eagles fans just fucking. They're, they're going to be happy, but we're going to. Deep down, we're all going to know that they're going to be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, the Colts fans are getting what the, what, what the Panthers fans think they're getting. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, look, I know with the Panthers, Joe Brady's a great uh, coordinator. He's going to run that Saints West Coast offense, but like we we'll, we we uh, we were going to do the AFC originally, just the AFC, but we can do the NFC as well. Um, moving on to the next one. This is an easy one. Houston at four and a half. Under. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was two and a half, I would have said under. Yeah, like I still think with them, they're gonna they're gonna steal a game or two, like. But besides that, I just can't see them winning that much. We also don't know too, like on a serious note with the Watson thing. There's a, I think there's a good chance he's on the commissioner's list. I, th- I don't think it's playing football next year. There's no way. I don't think so. Innocent or not, I just I just can't see it with what's going on. And then another thing about the Texans, man. I mean, I know you don't really want to get into it, and this is all speculation. Yeah. But if 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 they like everyone wants to say this was an inside job and stuff like that. If they knew that, don't you think they would have traded him before traded him before all this came out? Yeah. Honestly. I think I I, I I I can honestly say I think they would have. I don't think they would have kept it hidden or it's not like another team, hey yeah, by the way, this is coming. I I don't think they would have done that. Mm-hmm. Like but, a lot of people shit on the Texans and they just assumed like, oh, because, you know, Jack Easter Bay and, and um and Bill O'Brien, you know, completely screwed up the organization, which they did. To be fair to them, I mean, you don't ever see a franchise quarterback come out and say, oh, I need to get out of here because you didn't hire the general manager that I wanted. Like, what is your say in that? You know what I mean? It makes me think that Deshaun knew this was coming and he was trying to run from the problem. Honest to God. Yeah, like like I said, we don't want to get I, – I just don't want to get too much into it just because, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing and then it's just like, oh, yeah, my God, I can't lose. Yeah, but, like, look, when you look at it from that perspective, though, you're right. It's, it's man, it's just a messy situation down there. Like I think they steal a game or two, but at the same time too, I can't see them winning more than I can't see them winning more than three games. Like they're gonna be picking top five next year. You can go out no there, shot, yeah. you can get get go get already. If you're if I'm a Texans fan, start watching Sam Howell highlights. <laughs> Honest to God, yeah, yeah. Like that's the easiest thing I can say for them to do. Uh, next one up, Jacksonville. Uh, same odds as. Uh, your guy as uh, the Bengals at six and a half. I'm gonna say under. Uh, I'm not. I, I know I came on here when we did the uh, head coaching hiring cycle, but I just don't believe that uh, that Meyer is gonna transition well to the uh, to the NFL. And I know they're getting Trevor Lawrence, but but what's really gonna be around him? man? I know they have DJ Chark. They signed Marvin Jones. Their O line's still bad. Their defense is still bad. Um, and there's gonna be a, a rough adjustment, I believe. I don't think they made the right moves for Trevor Lawrence. No, like, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under. I love everybody saying though, like, oh, Michael Thomas is gonna go there because of Urban Meyer. Like, my biggest thing with Meyer right now is, is look when you look at the things with him in college. Whenever his he, he wants to go out and get someone, he just goes out and recruits them. Now it's not that simple. Like, obviously you can do it with money, but I think it's next off season's gonna speak volumes to what this team is gonna be in the future. Because look, Jacksonville's always that cute little storyline where it's. Hey, they're there. I think they're going to go... I think I'm going to take under. I'm going to say 5-12. and 12. I think you see moments from Trevor Lawrence, but at the same time, too, yeah, there's going to be a lot of growing pains with that team, and Urban's going to get those realizations of, hey, it's not all that good, because even, too, like, look at his first hire. It was the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa who had the horrible history to him, and they had to get rid of him right away. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, if Nick Saban couldn't do it, I don't think Urban Meyer can do it. We'll see. You know, I've been wrong before. We all have been. Moving on now to the defending AFC champions uh, back-to-back. Kansas City Chiefs, 12. Uh, with 17 games, I think that's easy over. Yeah. Easy over. The only thing with them, though, is I've got to tell you this. Last year, they had the same spread record as Jacksonville at 7-9. and nine. The Chiefs? Yeah. Oh, the spread record. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Vegas, Vegas, usually with the really good teams, Vegas is on point with those. That's why you try to stay off the really good teams because more likely than not, they, they, uh, the, the underdog covers on those because the lines are so high. Carolina and Atlanta, I know, covered against them. Yeah, yeah. Usually they set the lines like to a ridiculous amount so they protect themselves. Exactly. Like, I remember, it was the Carolina game. I bet them to cover and then, like, the whole game, I'm like, man, guys, what the fuck are we doing? Like, oh, but with them, though, like, we say right now, like, oh, how are they going to bounce back after the Super Bowl? Like, they obviously lost Sammy Watkins. But, like, look, Chris Jones gave money back. Travis Kelsey gave money back. Patrick Mahomes gave money back. Like, mm-hmm. this, like, I think, I think we see a second. I think last year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was very overhyped. Like, how everyone's saying, like, 
top 10 fantasy running back and all this stuff. And he, he was good, but he wasn't like this amazing guy. Plus they signed Le'Veon Bell. I think this is the year he really shines. Um, they're also going to get uh, Duvernay Tardif back on the offensive line. I'm pretty sure who opted out, obviously, to stay up here in Canada and take care of uh, COVID patients. Um, with me with them, it's just, look, the same thing. Like, everyone's going to say, oh, what are you going to do? But it's like the Patriots every year. It's like they're going to be more than likely right there in the thick of things come January. So I'm easily taking the over, easily taking the over on them. Yeah, that's easy money for everybody out there. Yeah, Go bet that. Go yeah. bet that. Put money on that one. Speaking of betting, we're moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders at 7.5. 7.5, wow. Um, I'll go with the under. Um, I just don't think John Gruden's good at all. I think he's one of the most overrated high coaches there's ever been in this league. Yeah. Um, and they didn't, I mean, they signed uh, Ngakwe. Yeah. Which is a nice signing, which is a nice signing, but I don't think he's a sure thing. They purged their offensive bet- line, for fuck's sakes. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's get into that. But, um, yeah, as far as in Glockway, that's a boomer bust right there. You know, he was great his first, what, year or two, and then ever since then he's kind of fell off. But they didn't give him a ridiculous amount of money, so it was a good signing. Uh, As far as the offensive line, what the hell are they doing, man? Completely gutted everything. Um, They paid Colton Miller. Did they bring in any talent? Did they bring in any who did they bring in? They just re-signed Richie Incognito and someone else is <laughs> slipping my mind. That is ridiculous. Man, how old is Richie Incognito now? He's got to be like 38 or something he's, like that. He's in his 30s. I know that. The only thing of significance I know they did do was um, Colton Miller got, I think, 18 and a half a year. That was their draft pick, right? He was the draft pick in 2018. Yeah, okay. So they have him still, but they have a whole lot of needs everywhere else on that line. Um, I'm still not signed sold on their receiving core. I know Darren Miller is a complete stud, fucking awesome player. And uh, I'm not sold on Derek Carr. So, I mean, there's going to be fans in, in Vegas next year, and they're going to be uh, a lot of uh, opposing fans there for, their, uh, for the other team. Oh, dude, 100%. Like, I know, for example, the Eagles are going to Vegas next year. Like, you know people are going to plan their weekend around it. Like, say, for example, next year, if it was like, hey, Jets are playing the Raiders in Vegas, like, you know there'd be a strong contingent of Jet fans going out there for the weekend and then Sunday go to the game and go home Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what you're going to see, man. Unless they, unless they came out like, like the LA Rams did and they, and they won, uh, it's not it's not going to look good for exactly. a couple of years. Exactly. Like The big thing with me with them is, I think Mark, as long as Mark Davis is content with having John Gruden there, he's not getting fired or on the hot seat. Even though anywhere else, John Gruden would have been fired by now. The guy's got a 10-year contract. I think that says enough about it. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Like, I think Mark Davis is just like, hey, we're buddies. Everything's good. Like, oh, we only won just, eight games this year? Oh, that's fine. I got my buddy. And, he, and, and, he, and he's just making terrible draft picks, too, man. That's another thing. He's just, I don't know, man. I, I just don't get what the Raiders are doing right now. So yeah. I'm going to go with the under for that. Same. The only thing I have with Waller is that he's just, from a fantasy perspective, he's super inconsistent. Like, he'll have a boom in week one week, and then he'll just be quiet the next. Put up, like, 200 yards against my Jets, man. So, yeah, no, I understand. I don't think I've ever had him on a fantasy team, but I've definitely gotten beaten by him. So he must have went off that week. Exactly. Um... The big thing, too, with them as well is that I did not like is I'm signing Kenyon Drake. I'm like, you have Josh Jacobs, so oh I'm my like, God, terrible. That, that is a fantasy killer, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, I mean, Josh Jacobs is a stud. You're not paying him anything, and you're going to go and sign a, a, a guy to split carries with him for what? What do you get, like $7 million or something like that? I think it was like, I think it was like 8 or 9 Oh, my God. That's ten. He's never been – he's had, like, one really good year with Arizona, and then they doubled down on him this past year, and he did nothing, man. Yeah. I don't know what the hell makes you go out and pay him $8 million a year at all. I don't know. It's like I said. I just think they're just fixated on this whole, like, oh, buddy persona. Like, I honestly think that if they have a shitty year, Gruden's going to throw Mayock under the bus and Mayock's going to get fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can 100% see that happening. He, he 100%. Did, he did it with Reggie McKenzie. Who was a good GM for them, man? He found talent. Mari Cooper, Khalil Mack, that guy. You know, I'm sure he had his blunders, but you know, he found blue chip players for them. The only thing I just, the only thing I have to say with Gruden is though, I feel like he finally has Carr clicking the way Gruden wants him to work. <sighs> Derek Carr, he's tricky for me, man, because you look at him. He's in what year seven now, year eight, and I think he's reached his ceiling. I think what you see is what he'll, what he'll ever be going into year eight. Yeah, which is a quarterback that he's going to win you games, but he's not going to win you enough games, and he'll never be an elite quarterback. And it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. Like, 
them, and especially with the Chiefs in your division, the Chargers now on the on the up. And like I said, if, if Denver gets a quarterback, they'll they'll be up there with them too. So they got to figure out the Derek Carr situation. Exactly. The next one we got is the Los Angeles Chargers at nine. At nine. Wow. Um, that's a tough one, man. I can see them winning ten. I'll go over on that. Um, I think what you saw from Herbert last year was enough to, to realize that they won seven games with that team. They can win three more. So um, they just keep adding to the O-line, which they did. They got uh, Corey Lindsley. Um, I think they – did they make another signing on the O-line? Yeah, they got they, – well, I'm going to say something. Corey Lindsley is the best center in the NFL right now. Um, oh, yeah. They got Matt Filer from uh, Pittsburgh as well. Okay, okay. So nothing crazy. But, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to be going O-line in the draft. They have weapons. Uh, their defense is middle of the pack. So I could see them winning 10. Uh, my big thing with their defense is if Derwin James can stay healthy, they're a good defense. Yeah, they're up there with Derwin. But he's just he hasn't stayed healthy his whole career. Yeah. Like, he's a first-round pick. He's a, great, he's a great defensive back. But, like, look, if he can't stay healthy, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And they got out... Uh, th- th- Oh, no, I'm thinking of Nick Bosa. I thought Joey got, was the one who got hurt last year. But, yeah, they still have Joey. Yeah, Joey, still Joey's got his bag last year. It's 27 mil. Yeah, I think Mark Ingram's, or Melvin Ingram's still on the market, too. So, he if is. he comes back there, you know, he's a productive player. I, I just think there's hope for like for the five Chargers fans in this world solely based off of the fact that, look, Anthony Lynn's gone. Lynn's obviously a great coach. He already bounced back, and he's going to be the D.C. in Detroit. Uh, O.C. in Detroit, excuse me. But the big thing with me and like for him was just look, there was too many games they wasted. There was the Bucks game, the Saints game. Hell for fuck's sakes, we whooped their ass for five They almost beat the Chiefs too. Yeah, they almost beat the Chiefs week two, um, and then they almost and then they well they barely beat the Bengals week one because of the uh, field goal missed. But then too, they had Tom Brady on the ropes. They had Drew Brees on the ropes. Yeah, like it just all yeah. depends on. It's like they're the ultimate show me team and. Speaking of the whole Matt Filer thing, that's the other thing with Pittsburgh, too. Their O-line's been gutted. Like, Villanueva's gone, Filer's gone, Pouncey retired. And that's the other thing, too, with the Chargers. They have to get a new center. Or, no, never mind, they got Corey Lindsley. Stupid me. Yeah, they got Lindsley. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, just keep adding to that O-line, man. Protect your guy. Don't do what Cincinnati did with Burrow. You know, don't don't go skill position. And, uh, you know, watch the guy prosper, man. Yeah. Um, next up is the Denver Broncos, seven and a half. With Drew Locke, that's an easy under. If Drew Locke is the starter, that is the easiest under that you've named so far, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I gave my thoughts earlier on the Broncos. I think they're there. They just they just need the quarterback, man. And I, I'm not a believer in Drew Locke. You know what? Like, you're right. They have the like. Sure, they have the defense and everything. But like, man, if Drew Locke is your starting quarterback, you got like, it's just. Man, I don't know what like they see in him. Like, yeah, he had that cute little four game run at the end of twenty nineteen. Like, all right, we'll give him a chance. Now you know you will not make the playoffs if you have Drew Locke. Like, I think if Drew Locke starts, Fangio is gone at the end of the year, and you'll see the new guy, George. I'm blanking on his last name. We'll have his. We'll bring in his head coach. Oh, uh, George Petroni. Yeah, George Petroni. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I think I think Dave will be there next year for sure. I think that would be the smart move for them. But, right. uh, yeah, if they want to they want to go the route that they think is going to work with Drew Locke, then uh, more power to them. But it's not going to work. I'll tell you that right now. Exactly, exactly. But there's, like, when I say the whole thing, by the way, with the – so to recap, the whole thing with the uh, AFC, um, the AFC, like, those – like, the whole wild card uh, in the hunt teams, it's basically Miami, New England, Tennessee, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, and then the Chargers are in that mix. Because, like, the Chargers are good, but, like, for right now – no one's challenging the Chiefs for the division crown unless, like, they either have a really shitty year or someone gets hurt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, this is the Chiefs' uh, conference for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like man, the AFC this year is going to be very interesting. I think you have a lot of teams who can make noise. I mean, it, it's cool from my perspective as a Jets fan because all I want to see is progress. You know, it's not hard to show progress from, from two wins, you know. I just want to see how everyone gels and see if, like who's going to be a building block, who's not. We're going to be a young team, man. So I'm going to enjoy the NFL a lot more, other teams a lot more this year than my own. Exactly. That's the other thing too with this podcast. that's giving me a thing. Is like, look, I get to see what other teams are up to. Just don't, don't. For as much as I worry about my team, like at the same time too, I get to look at other teams and see, like, hey, what are they going through? What are they experiencing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyway. Um, 
Danny, it's been a blast getting to talk to you. I'm glad you and I were able to chat again. Obviously, uh, you're back and healthy now. And uh, hope if I don't get to talk to you before the draft, enjoy it, man. And we'll have to have you back on to recap all things like that. And obviously, yes, do more heated debates as the series of Danny v. Big Rack continues on YWC Football Talk. <laughs> soon, man, soon. Soon. Get those two guys in a room, guys. It'll be great. But anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode 79 of YWC Football Talk. Join me next week as Ryan Spagnoli of Pat's Pulpit joins the podcast once again as we're going to talk some Pat's draft. That's coming out on Monday, April the 12th. Good night, everybody. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.